All right, guys, welcome back to Driving Life. I'm Owen Trinkler, one of your co-hosts. On the phone with me, my other co-host, Donovan, how you doing tonight, man? <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. It's, it's been a, well, you had a long, what, week, week and a half? Something like that. Yeah, it was a long, um, yeah, just a little over, uh, about a week. Yeah, eight days. Yeah. So. Uh, That's a long time for you. It is. Normally, I, don't, I try not to be gone from home that long. Yeah. It's a, this was a long trip. Uh, but a good trip down to Daytona uh, for the HSR Classic uh, that Ted participated in uh, this past week. And what an event. I mean, talk, we can talk a little bit about the travels down there. Myself and Hugh Plum, we <laughs> uh, borrowed his brother's motor coach. And Which, why does, left. Okay, so I've been down that road. I know the damage that can be done. Why would he let you guys borrow? <laughs> of course, you're adults. <laughs> But <laughs> S- semi adults, right. I don't think we're full adults. <laughs> uh, so we, it was sort of a trial run, you know, because uh, he was, you know, in the mindset of maybe going down this road right. and just wanted to see if he enjoyed it or not. And yeah, we had a great time. You know, I, I've got my little, you know, my little camper. Yep. Um, it may have spoiled me a little bit after being on this. Um, I think it's the American coach, I think is what it was, but it is a great, great deal. We left North Carolina and got down to, to Daytona and stayed down there for, you know, almost a week and turned around and drove back to North Carolina. And then I just got home earlier this week. So it was, it was a good trip, uneventful. And, but we had a good time and stopped at a little place, uh, Darren, Georgia, Mm-hmm. on the way back and man we had some really good seafood at skippers so if you're See, ever in that area on 95 that's where you need to go well that's the beauty so. of of driving right and taking some time to do that is you can hit these little off the beaten path places and find the best food the best people you know that's that's why i drive everywhere it's because i i enjoy the moment you know getting out and seeing i, I realize you know for you it's not always possible just because of schedules and you know you got to get back home and that kind of thing but um man for me i really I, I love doing exactly what you just said, just popping in somewhere and, you know, having some great food. Yeah, it was, it was great. We stopped at a little uh, campsite there off 95 and we asked, Hey, what's some good seafood around here? Or what, what's some of the best restaurants? And they said, you got to go to Skipper's and man, it was awesome. I mean, I, I think I got the crab cakes and some uh, scallops. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was really, it was really good. It's like, man, I got to put that on the bucket, like check that on the mark to do a give. It's like, I hardly go down 95 from Nashville. So yeah, exactly. Um, we'll, we'll see next time that I make my way down that, that route. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Um, but, but this episode guys, um, I guess it kind of short and sweet, but we're, we're, we went back to cruising grooving, uh, and did the October, uh, car show there. It's their last one. It was the last one for Mayor Perry Keenan as he um, comes out of office at the end of 2020. So it was really neat to go up there. And I mean, about a thousand people were there. Yeah, because it was the trunk or treat, right? I mean, this was a yeah, big, a big deal. Big deal. And 270 cars. That's crazy. And you got, <laughs> you, you, you got to remember this town is like just over 4,000 people. Yeah. So this was, uh, it's a big deal. And so we, we sat down with, uh, Roger Dunsan. Roger's good friends with mayor Perry Keenan. Uh, but Roger came all the way from Panama city just to come to this event, obviously see the mayor, 
and spent some time with him, but really came to see how Pleasant View does this and this cruising and grooving and how it works because Roger being from Panama City has got more than 4,000 people there. Can't get 270 cars to an yeah. event like this. Yeah, which is, so, is crazy to me. But, you know, the thing that I wonder about, and again, I don't know their location, uh, you know, where, where Roger's doing that down in Panama City, but the thing that I think makes cruising and grooving so successful is where they do it because there, there's more to do than just walk around and look at the cars, right? There's, there's things to do that are going to keep you there, um, you know, throughout the night, listening to the music and, and, you know, there's, there's food and beverage and there's just a lot going on. It's a fantastic location for that type of an event. It is Donovan. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, with the restaurants you were talking and the breweries there, uh, you got Sweezy's, mm-hmm. uh, there's one of the, the Mexican restaurant, there's a pizza place. It's just all kinds of stuff kind of going on. Yeah. Um, around this event. So guys, if you, if you're in the area, I know we've talked about it on other episodes, check this out. It'll start back up in May. Hopefully the new mayor has been elected. Um, and hopefully this all kind of keeps going. And cause this, this event is really big for this town in Pleasant View. So not, not that far outside of Nashville, but it's a little town and it takes place in the villages there in Pleasant View and definitely check it out. Uh, but, but enjoy this with Roger Doonstan because he's done a lot of stuff, Donovan. You've, you've listened to this a little bit yep. already, and he's he did a lot more. He does a lot more track driving, um, you know, than I really realized. You know, we first just started talking, and I was like, oh wow, he's he's done some stuff. So yeah, and and I, just kind of- you'll hear it in the episode. But the one thing that um, that I heard, you know, that always kind of peaks my ears is uh, VIR. So. It'd be cool yeah. to stay in touch with him and invite yeah, him up there, yeah. you know, uh, next time, you know, you and you and I, or you go up there and, you know, for a track day or whatever, but um, yeah, it'd be cool to get him up to VIR. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. VIR comes up in this conversation. So my, yep. my favorite place and, uh, and, and, you know, heaven on earth as Paul Newman would say. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. So, so guys enjoy this. Uh, episode with Roger. Also, we're going to do a race review. A lot going on in the racing world, especially on on the NASCAR side. Uh, some big news probably coming out of that weekend. What's going to happen maybe at the Rolex 24 with two drivers that we'll talk about um, on the back end of this episode. So enjoy Roger, guys. Take care of each other. Love each other. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, welcome back to Driving Life. Uh, I guess I'm the only host here, but Owen Trinkler here out at uh, Cruising and Grooving. Uh, Going to grab a quick interview. Roger Doonsand, did I get that right? Yes. Pa- Panama City, and uh, I mean, you came the furthest, but you got a 5.0 Mustang. And we were just chatting earlier. That's why I wanted to kind of get you on here for a few minutes on yeah. Driving Life. And just Where did your passion start for cars? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> when I grew up back in Sweden, I had sports bikes since I was 16 years yeah. old. When we moved over to the US back in 97, I was planning to buy a bike. We ended up in Tennessee for a couple of months. If we should stay there, I should definitely have a bike. After that, we ended up in uh, southern Florida, and after a couple of years, we moved over to San Diego. Still no bike because weather-wise and traffic. Came over now to Panama City, and that's kind of when it started. I needed something fun and hobby. Yeah. And 
a nice Mustang is a pretty good hobby. You can use it as a daily driver, you can use it as a weekend car, and you can go and do HPDs, yeah. go out on a route course. It's a, a good compromise. So, yeah, so, so, I mean, that's what we were talking. Sorry, we got DJ going on here in the background, too, so it may be a little tough with our audio tonight. But um, they were talking about the HPDs and stuff. I mean, and you got the Mustang kind of for that. I mean, yeah, yeah kind of. Detail, that's, yeah. yeah, that's how it started. And uh, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, and also, when you go out on HPD once in a year or twice a year, you don't have that urge to show off on the streets because you, you get that out of on the track yeah. uh, safe. So that's something I highly recommend, even if you're not into racing, racing, but definitely do an HPD. Find a good group with a lot of safety rules, and you're going to have a blast. Yeah. Talk about some of the tracks, Roger. I mean, you're down in the Panama City area, which is fabulous since you've come up here tonight to see what goes <laughs> yeah. on here. I mean, we had over 200 cars. I mean, 270. 270 tonight, which yeah. is unbelievable. And um, just talk about some of the tracks that you've you've been on. Yeah, uh, Barber up in Birmingham and uh, Rublin Road over in Savannah, Georgia. So that's a six, uh, six, six and a half hours drive for me when I do that. So, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. No, I mean, uh, Rublin Road. I've been on there quite a bit. And Barber, I've got a lot of experience at Barber. But uh, what's like your favorite place you've been to so far? What's a bucket list item maybe you haven't been to? Actually, I don't have one. <laughs> I never thought that I like that. So an opportunity came, comes with a good group to be on the track. Yeah. And if I can, I, I'm definitely going to take it. But which one is going to be the next time? I have no clue, actually. Well, Roger, I'll make a suggestion that VIR, I mean, listeners of the show. Yes, I heard about it. That and that's, like my, that's like my home track, VIR. Okay. Thank you, man. As the mayor comes back in here, we're, we're just recording a little <laughs> audio here to put on our on our iTunes account. Um, but VIR, you definitely need to check out VIR, just north of Raleigh-Durham. Yep. That's uh, There's a quote out there from Paul Newman, if there was a heaven on earth, it'd be at VIR. So it's definitely a place to, to check out. All right, I definitely need to do that. Yeah, yeah. one of the groups I've been going with, Hooked on Driving, yep. using VIR. So I definitely have to do that one day. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit of a haul from Panama City, yeah, but, but yeah. definitely need to, to kind of- Do a week of it. Go, Go check that yeah. out and yeah. any any upgrades to the to the Mustang? Uh, a little bit suspension, uh, stiffen up the chassis a little bit, mm, light I should say. Yes, uh, handle handle a little bit better. Uh, new wheels, of course, uh, 18 inch we come with. That's ridiculous. Of course, 460 horsepower we put on 18 inch 235s. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. For that kind of power. So yeah. So it's 11-inch rims in the back with 305s, uh, 10-inch in the front, uh, 275s, and that makes a big difference. It does. I mean, yeah. it makes the handling really good yeah. for the Mustang. Yeah. And uh, talk about too. Uh, when I was looking inside of it, manual shift. I mean, that's kind of like Stone Age now. Yeah. No. 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 You have to have it. Otherwise, you don't have a Mustang. <laughs> yeah. And that's the fun part. Yeah. The 14 I had before this, uh, two cars before this one, I had actually an automatic. I put in paddle shifters in that, you can actually do that aftermarket. And even if you do that, it's not the same thing. You don't have the same feeling. When you go into a curvy road, you are on the route course, you don't feel what gear you are in with paddle shifters. That's my feeling. When you yeah. have a stick, you know exactly where you are. Yeah. It's no discussions what gear you are in. You, you just know it. But paddle shifters, doesn't matter how much you shift, 
you have to look at that little indicator what year you are in. Yeah. So no, it's not going to be that again for me. No. That's awesome because uh, we love that on driving life. One question we, we always uh, ask everybody, say you're going out for a Saturday drive. I mean, I know you do some track driving already, but say you're just going to meet a group of buddies in your Mustang club and you're going to Saturday drive, radio on or off? Uh, off. I never have it on. On a long course, just yeah. to have some background music. It sounds too good. You listen to the engine and the exhaust, definitely. And the tire noise, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can't hear the tire noise because of the exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. Yeah. Yeah. And Roger, I, we're batting almost a thousand on our on all our guests we've had on. We have one out there that uh, has got the radio on, but uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah. thanks for coming all the way up from Panama City. Thank you. And uh, I know fun. you're going to take some information back from this cruising and grooving yep. here in Pleasant View to try to take back to your local yes, clubs, I guess, aren't you? Yeah, we need to hop our business down there. Because we only got 4,500 people that live in this yeah, area, is, and it's is. crazy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Well, I love it, though. It's driving life. We're all about the car culture. Yeah. And, you know, it's, if we think generations that are like losing interest this definitely shows us tonight that nobody's losing interest in cars no it, it's coming back it's yeah. coming back yeah it might be different kind of cars than it was for 30 years ago but it's definitely coming back so that's awesome. a nice part awesome yep. roger thanks thank for joining you. us on driving life and uh we'll talk to you soon thank you all right guys welcome back to driving life you enjoyed uh, the episode at Cruising and Grooving. Yeah, it was a uh, with Roger, and, and I was kind of on my own there. But yeah, I know you. Um, I tried. I tried you, to get there. I got delayed. I and know. Couldn't recover. You, you had a lot. You, got, you had a lot going on. So, <laughs> I did. Um, I did. But I liked the. I liked the interview. Short and sweet. You know, it was really cool. And Roger, what a cool dude, man. We gotta. We gotta meet back up with him. Like I said uh vir you know somewhere but uh and i'd be i'd also be interested to see you know how things turn out in panama city if he can get things adopt some of these ideas and and grow grow that uh car show down there that's right because we have no problem going on the road no so we not at all we could go down there and uh and check that out so, yeah. yeah hopefully they kind of get a little bit bigger events going on down in Panama City, but he was gracious enough to give me a little bit of this time. He was kind of waiting around on me because I was shooting another video that we're going to post. Um, you probably on our Facebook page or YouTube channel or probably everywhere. We'll put out there that, that had a conversation with the, the Car of the Year award winner. So yeah. that was yeah. um, that was pretty cool. But so Roger stuck around and, and we got you know about seven, eight minutes with him. So it was good. Yeah, that no, was cool. But Donovan, uh, I mean, Big race weekend for NASCAR. They end up in Phoenix. Uh, Which you know what? We're out there, Xfinity and and Cup. Yeah, and after watching it, at first I wasn't. I was like, yeah, Phoenix. I'm not so sure. I'm sold on that. It was a great weekend. Loved every bit of it. Yeah, I think it's good to change it up a little bit. I do Instead too. Keep, keep going to Homestead and you know just move it around. Like you well, know, they, they really. They've done that this year already. Yeah, bit. and I think that was, you know, following the trend, that was a good move on NASCAR's part. Not that the mile and a half are boring, but they got just the way the package, the aero package is set up, there wasn't much to them this year. Everybody it was, it was all short track. Yeah. So I liked yes. it. I thought it was good. I thought the racing was good. Um, some surprises, but overall, I thought it was a great weekend. I did too. I got to watch, you know, a little bit of highlights of, 
you know, the truck race and it ended, you know, I felt really bad for Brett Moffitt. I guess he was kind of dominating that race and was out front and he was going to be, you know, he was a part of the championship four. Right. Then a, then a caution comes out and doesn't get a great restart and sort of gets shuffled around and, you know, in a green, white checkered, here we are going for the championship. Yeah. Um, and I think that happened in the Xfinity race too. Not mm-hmm. as bad because I think Cindric was the only one that was really going to win that one because yeah. Briscoe had some issues. Um, and the other, uh, maybe Algar was in there, but, you know, I think Cindric was definitely the class of the field that day, it looked yeah. like. And, and, and congrats to him. He yeah, covered. I mean, yeah, he was, he was flying. Yeah. And, you know, cool to see. I mean, young kid, obviously, everybody knows his background with right. Cindric being the president. At, at Penske, but um, you know he's he's marched through our series too and got to run with us and and in the Mission Pilot series and so it's it's cool to kind of see somebody that's been in our series and he goes off and does some NASCAR stuff and and doing a great job. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Briscoe was no slouch either this year. He what he ended up winning nine races. Yeah, um, and he finished. Did he finished third Saturday. I can't remember where he finished up because I know he yeah. spawned right there at the end. Maybe he was back in eighth or ninth, but um, I know you know he was he was running for. It didn't look like his car was the fastest car by any stretch, but he stayed competitive the whole race. Yeah, I think he was up there at the beginning and then just didn't um, you know kind of faded maybe during the end or what I saw. But you know, great season, you know. Yeah. I know I know it's tough. You know, you make it to the championship four. And then you just get, you know, you just sort of have a bad weekend, you know, yeah. and and stuff. And then, then we move on to Sunday. And what do you say? I think I've seen a lot of people post pictures of Jimmy Johnson and Chase Elliott together. And it's like changing of the guard. Yeah. You know, tight deals. Jimmy ends his career and Chase wins this deal. And um, the top four were all championship guys. And, you know, Chase got it done. He had to win at Martinsville. He did that. Yep. He comes into Phoenix and just keeps that momentum. And I think Logano was strong that yeah. day. Obviously, Kozlowski was strong. And, I mean, all four of them were strong. Yeah, and the thing and, that struck me about this weekend in on the cup side, you know, Denny Hamlin, great year, has a possibility, you know, his chance to win his first championship. And it, it just failed for him this weekend. Uh, Harvick was terrible. Denny was terrible. I mean, you know, not that Harvick was in the, the championship for, but he still had a terrible weekend. Um, you know, Denny just could not get his car up to speed. Um, Keselowski was trying. You know, he battled in and out there, I think. But Logano and, of course, Elliot. I mean, Elliot came from the back, uh, you know, to the front, and then just – it just seemed like he could – do whatever he wanted to with the car. You just see some of those in-car shots. I mean, his his hands were barely moving on the wheel. It was just yeah. It was a Sunday drive for him. Just driving, car was turning good, and oh. you know, put yeah. I mean, that's that's those are the kind of days that you love. You know, when you finally kind of get it, everything's going in the right direction, and you know, what a cool thing. I mean, I think it's a good. You know, this may be a you know, this is a great time to have a new champion and to have him because he's the most popular driver right yep. now with Dale, Dale Jr. gone. Yep. And obviously with his dad's background, you know, in the sport that he sort of carries those fans over. And I think this is a good transition for the sport and he'll be a great champion. And, yeah. you know, I think it's, 
it's the right time with Jimmy leaving and, and you've got some person. I mean, Clem Boyer's not a champion, but he's, he's a personality that's leaving, right. not leaving the sport, but not driving anymore. And to have Chase win this and the fan base that he has, uh, I think is, is really good. Yeah. And there's an, you know, there's one other thing we haven't really talked about too much throughout the year, but even gosh, I would, I would go even in, into the middle of the year, if not further, I don't think there's anybody that would have picked Chevy to win a championship to, for a Chevy driver. Oh no, I don't think so at all. They really, they really put their, their program together. You know, Hendrick stepped it up there at the end and, and came through and then, man, what a great drive for chase throughout the playoffs. Yeah. To, to get in at Martinsville and then to go, you know, he had to win there at, at the half mile to be in part of, in this conversation. Right. Um, it, it, I guess I, I look at, it and this is nothing to do. I, I'm, like I just said, I'm glad Chase has won this, but I look back. I mean, and I'm just asking you this question because I look back on the truck race and the Xfinity race. And now you look at, you know, all these three events, not that I'm disfavor this, but I'm going to bring the conversation up. Do you like this format right now? I mean, or this one-off, you know, deal to, that we almost like our Super Bowl in a way. Like, okay, guys, you're going to make it here. Uh, Super Bowl's two teams, and one's going to win and one's going to lose. But now we've got four drivers in one race, and that's going to be the championship when they run 36 races. Yeah, and I know this is – something that, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, not necessarily on the podcast, but uh, just in passing and in, in conversations, I, I like the format. I, but yeah, for all of it to culminate at the very end with one driver, I mean, even look at the, look at the racing this weekend. And especially in the, on the cup side, it was the, the championship four and everybody else was just driving around. I mean, I know they're out there to win it, but really, I mean, when it's those four cars and they're at the front of the pack, the entire race is kind of, eh, you know, um, not that they weren't racing hard amongst them, but it was, I mean, yeah. I, what would you propose? I mean, how else would you do it? Cause I, I like having the playoffs. I think that's a cool format, but it still comes down to one race, regardless of your season to, to win it all. I would like to see him add a couple of ra- like get the championship four, and I I don't know if it's two races or three, you know, because like, like what they what you know, well, what they do through the playoffs so is it right. three races each round, something like that. Is that how they do the playoffs? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's three three each round is three races. Right, right. Make make it three events, and at that point because you know you're just not. I don't know, just one race coming into it and that decides your champion. It's just a little, you know, I mean, it's like, look at Harvick. He hardly got mentioned. What did he win? How many races did he win this year? Nine. 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 Yeah. And I, I mean, he was nowhere to be seen at Phoenix, which I was shocked. I know, and I think they, they hardly talked about him. So you got the guy that won the most races in the year. Now, granted, he's got to get through the playoffs. And he didn't get through there and he didn't make it. Um, but maybe just like add, I don't know, maybe try to the first year and just see um, what happens. And, you know, I think Martinsville Phoenix at the end of the year, that'd be great. Those are great two tracks. You yeah, know, if you had the right. championship four in there going at it. So um, 
I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts, you know, looking at it. It's just like, wow. Cause we don't do that in IMSA. It's a, you know, we run through a 10 race season. Yeah. And it's a points. It's like the old style. Yeah. You're, you're, you're collecting points, but you got to yeah. win. I mean, we go back to when we won the championship, we didn't, we won the most races that year. So right. that, you know, I think a lot of this started a long time ago when they thought people were just points racing and they get right. to the last end of the year and the championship was over. Um, but make it something where the last two races, maybe um, they can still make it exciting. The last race is still going to be exciting no matter what. Um, oh yeah. I mean, go, go, go look at the rounds, you know, the elimination yeah. rounds and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, that's not a, I mean, that's a, that's a great idea from the standpoint of it still gives you an opportunity to put something together. You know, I don't know. Would yeah. you do it on a, uh, you know, just on a points based on, you know, stage points, for those last two races. So you, you got to add all those up and, you know, see who comes up because it, then it would make it competitive. Um, but still, yeah, still give you an opportunity points. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah, somehow through the last, the last race that the stage points matter, you know, right. like it, the stage points didn't mean anything Sunday. Right. To those guys, all it matter about is beating who's going to win the race, which that's typically what has to happen. Right. Is, who's going to win the race is going to win, win the war that I don't know, maybe through the race that the stage points mean something. So maybe if I'm running, you know, say I have a bad, something goes on the last run, but I've accumulated the most stage points through that race. I don't know. Just add the second race. And I think that solves a lot of it. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah. But then do you, do you, somebody, I mean, if it's close on points and, the guy that finishes second or the guy that wins it doesn't win the championship. And the guy that finishes second does, I mean, there's, I don't know, I guess there's a million different ways you could look at it, but it it did seem like, although the racing was good again, I'm not going to say the racing wasn't good between the championship four, but that's all the, that's all there was. And yeah. these guys didn't seem to, I don't know, something to look well, at. Yeah, some, yeah. The top four were obviously all championship guys. And then we had uh, Jimmy Johnson, top five, which I think great way to end his career. Yeah. Um, you know, didn't go out, you know, sort of. I don't Three know, he laps down. <laughs> yeah, he struggled the last few weeks. And yeah. What a way for him to finally kind of just get a top five and be competitive. Yep. Um, in his last full time, you know, cup race. And, you know, uh, you know, like we talked in the opening here, just changing the guard a little bit, you know, to kind of see him come up and congratulate Chase that he's leaving, you know, full-time ride and, you know, Chase is just winning his first championship. But some big news broke from Rick Hendrick <laughs> about, yeah. about what but, but about what those two might be doing in January. <laughs> that I don't know he was prepared to. I think <laughs> yeah. it kind of slipped. I, you know, I'm not sure what happened there, but I don't think it was intentional. No, I think he's out of his norm. He hadn't been to the track in a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just got yeah. excited. Yeah. So he, he announced sort of unofficially that Chase and Jimmy are going to be teammates in the Rolex 24 in the IMSA race at Daytona at the end of January. Um, did not a team or anything, but my assumption is it's the Action Express, which is a Jim France-owned team that runs a DPI Cadillac Chevrolet, uh, obviously in the GM family with the Cadillac yeah. brand. So that's the assumption, but who knows right now, but 
That'll be, I think that'd be cool. So Chase's yeah. first time, I think Jimmy's done it four times maybe already the Rolex 24. Um, but you know, I think they'll bring in, they just announced those two, you know, they'll bring in some other, you know, all-star guys for, to fill the other two seats. So that'll be uh, interesting on who they, who they pick to do that. Yeah. With those guys. What a, again, we go back to, you know, what a crazy year, first of all, in 2020, but you know, Chevrolet is kind of tearing it up in the, in the different, um, racing formats. Uh, you know, you got Chevy, you got a Camaro winning in NASCAR. You, you've got, uh, you know, um, Corvette winning over on the IMSA side and just, there's all kinds of you know, Chevrolet's just everywhere right now. Yeah. I got uh, Corvette and they wrapped up the championship in a three car Yeah, uh, on the IMSA side. Then obviously Chevy's winning, you know, they won the truck championship. They didn't win the Xfinity. Um, then they win the, you know, obviously with chase and, um, so yeah, they're doing a great job. We yeah. can't, we, we, we want to get them in winter circle also next year. So I know for sure. Plan. Yeah. Which by that's the way, that was, you know, I, I don't think we've talked about this, um, since the last episode, but, um, nice to see the official announcement for team TGM running the full 21 schedule. Um, so I was, I was excited about that. I'm, I imagine you were as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of off. Yeah, I mean, we. Yeah, we're super excited. I mean, I'm so glad that the the last IMSA race, the 12 hours of Sebring, is this weekend. Yep. Um, so I can stop watching. Oh, <laughs> that you're, where you're there. not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that we're not there, and and yeah, we we're so excited as a team to get you know back uh, in competition in IMSA with Chevrolet um with with pratt and miller and everybody all the support that we get from those guys and just to get back after it and obviously we've been we have not just been sitting on the sidelines we've been developing that car and getting right. it ready for the 21 season and so that's been a lot of fun to kind of really focus on that and get the car as best as feel like we can get it and you know we've turned to daytona right now to focus completely on daytona and i'm not saying we're gonna have a leg up on anybody but you know it's like they put us in the bullpen a little bit. We've been resting, you know, right. all these months. And so we're, we're ready to go. And as these guys finish this year off and we're, we're pumped and ready to be back at the track. Well, and they're sure going to in January, everybody else is going to be scrambling to, you know, put their 21 season together in their car and the changes and, you know, whatever that looks like. Whereas you guys have had the full year to, to kind of focus on 21. And like you said, dial the car in, get it, get it set up, get it ready to run. And now you can just tweak it. You know, there's yeah, not, gonna, you don't have to bring a sledgehammer with you, uh, so to speak, you know, to open the season. No, I feel like we we're, we're, we're miles ahead of where we were when you look at us this time last year, right. As we were coming into Daytona and, and also we had a little bit of time with the car, but not as much as we wanted. And so I think we've, we've really improved, a lot of things as a team and, and we feel good about where we are and we still got some stuff that we're going to, we're still going to be testing a little bit, you know, in the next few weeks again. And, right. and then we'll get our final preparation ready for Daytona because it's going to be key this year because, because of COVID and because the season ends so late for IMSA that they've combined our normal sort of opening January test days, the three day event, um, at Daytona, they put it the week before the race. Right. 
So we do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like the 20th or 21st. Well, as soon as we end that Sunday, we're back on track Wednesday. So the teams really aren't leaving Daytona from the time the test happens to the time the race happens. So you've got to have your stuff. You got to feel pretty good about where you are coming into that weekend. You can't make any wholesale changes really at the yeah. track. That's that's going to be tough to do, and and so I think that's we feel like we're we're not a leg up on anybody. There's tough competition in this series, but we just feel re- that we're in a really good spot with our notes and everything where we are. Yeah, is that something? Now I, I guess I never really asked you about this, but you know, in the past that that gap between, um, you know, that opening session in Daytona and the, and the, and then the actual race, would you guys go test somewhere else just to dial in a little more or, or how did that work for you? So if we had three weeks in between diving normally, cause yep. it's, the normal test days are the first full weekend in January. And then the race is the last full weekend. And so it was about a three week gap, two and a half, let's say two and a half weeks really from the time you load in down there in Daytona, but we have, um, you know, we would go test a little bit if we needed to, or, or you'd find something that wasn't working in the car during the test days and you'd have time to get it changed and get it turned around to be ready, you know, race prep and to go back to the track. And that's not going to happen this year. You better have your game on for the time you roll off the truck on Friday and, and start testing that you better be pretty close. If not, then you're going to have a lot of work cut out trying yeah. to play catch, catch up, you know, through the next week. They're on, on race so, weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, and I doubt that we'll put, you know, this is just me talking. This is not any meeting we've had, but I, I doubt we'll do a bunch of laps even during the test because you got to look at it. We're obviously coming into our first opening race, but it's going to be a four hour race on right. top of that. Right. So, so your preparation has got to be really good and you just don't want to be wearing everything out. Um, yeah, so, putting laps so on. close. Yeah, so close to the race event. So that it's going to be different challenge than we've ever faced before for all the teams and for the Rolex teams. I mean, the same thing. They got a 24-hour race. Right. Up. So it's yeah. like, it's going to be – it's definitely going to be different. Well, changes. Yeah, not always bad. No, it's just going to put us gone. I think I'm going to be – I haven't looked completely at the calendar, but it's going to be 12 to 14 days. Yeah, that's I'm just going to stay down. I'm going to stay down there the whole time and just, you know, I guess you we look at the trip I just got back from, um, the HSR event, which is a great event, by the way, not to get sidetracked, but we kind of do here sometimes, is that <laughs> if you haven't been to that event, it's the Classic 24 HSR event. It, it needs to be on the list to go to because really cool cars. I was going to say there were some uh, cool cars. Oh yeah. Really neat things. And they, and the way they do that, there's six run groups, race groups, and they run four times through 24 hours. Uh, they have four separate races, you know, each group. Mm-hmm. So the track is continuously have people on it, um, for 24 hours. So that's why they call it the classic 24. Cause some of these cars did race in the 24 yeah, hour. Probably right. some of them did win. And there's some history with some of these cars and, um, not even some cool stuff this year, but you know, with the Europeans can start getting back over here and mm-hmm. we kind of start opening back up the way we normally are, man, there's going to be, there's a, there'll be a lot of stuff that, that you want to see. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be, um, that'll be a race. I'll definitely have to go to next year. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one to put on the, 
on the list. And I see us returning to that one just to, you know, have that one on the, on the list to do for the year. Perfect. So anything else you got cooking there, man? No, not really. Um, I think, uh, you know, our listeners may have noticed that we missed a week. Um, I had to go in and get COVID tested. (laughs) Uh, still haven't got my results back yet. Uh, I, I think it's allergies, but gosh, you know, I, you know, my, my real estate job, my real job, um, you know, I do a lot of training and we had 11 new agents coming in and I just couldn't take the chance of, cause I didn't really feel sick. It just felt like allergies. And I actually talked to the guy at the, at the clinic or whatever. And, um, he said, there's a lot of seasonal, um, you know, aches and pains, but you just don't know. Right. And I couldn't take the chance. So yeah, I was, I've been down. Um, I haven't really felt that sick. So I, I don't think that I have COVID, but again, it wasn't worth, you know, taking any kind of chance. So that kind of threw us off rails. You being gone last week and that whole thing happening kind of threw a, threw a wrench in the spokes, I guess. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So we, we, we thought we were going to have a show last week and it just didn't happen. Um, I know you, you had that, that going on that I was gone on the road and, and I've got another trip coming up next week. So guys, we're not sure on what guests we're going to have and how next week is going to look, but we'll always, you know, get it figured out here at driving life. And right. but we've got a busy few weeks coming up. Cause I'll be down at road Atlanta. Anybody's down in that area, SVRA trans am road Atlanta next week. I think fans are allowed uh, to come to that event. I don't know if you can get paddock access, but you're allowed to come and watch, you know, the racing going on there for SVRA um, and the Trans Am series. And Road Atlanta is a great track. It's always fun to go there. It is. Yeah. No, it is. So hopefully it'll be a good weekend and and stuff. So yeah. So I don't know what we got going on next week, guys. We'll figure it out as we kind of roll through these kind of crazy times and uh, stick with us here and keep sharing the episodes and telling your friends about it because you know we got some great episodes. If you haven't listened to them, kind of scroll through there and check out some great guests that we've had, you know, up to this point. That's right. And, um, plenty more to come. We'll, uh, we'll keep plugging more away. To yeah. More co- yeah, definitely more to come and, and, uh, have a great week, everybody. And we'll, we'll see you next week. All right, man. Sounds good. We'll see you. Yeah.